Hello, this is Ruslan Malinovsky. Hello, this is Roman Yeremchuk. Hello, I'm Sergey Rebro. And you're listening to Ukraine Plus Football. He's heading east, he's heading east, he's heading football's heading east, he's heading east, he's heading east, he's heading football's heading east, he's heading east, he's heading east, he's heading football's heading east. Hello, welcome to Ukraine Plus Football, the home of Ukrainian football in English language. I'm your host, Adam from Ukrafot24, and we've got a fantastic episode lined up for you today. Joining me, as always, my excellent co-host, Andrew, Mr. Zori Londonsk. Andrew, good evening. I hope you're as excited for this one as I am. Hello. Yes, I am. I think this is going to be an insightful episode that a lot of people will enjoy hearing maybe some eye-openers looking forward to it now we're joined today we're really thankful that Andrei Siganix has took time out from his schedule over there in Slovakia Andre, thank you so much for joining us how are you this evening thank you very much <laughs> everything is good everything is fantastic now in Slovakia it's a little bit snowy rainy whatever I don't know what is outside is going on but yeah, everything is fine thank you Ah, oh, that's great. And I think it's been a successful first half of the season over there. Yeah, at the moment we are not, I, I would say we're doing not so well here in Slovakia. We're still fourth in the table, but we're growing and uh, we have now, for example, a new coach. And uh, yeah, we start to adapt for his philosophy and we, we try our best right now. We're just collecting points, trying to find uh, our style of game and then I think after the winter break, it's going to be better. Fingers crossed. Good to hear. Now, of course, very famous to our listeners for your time at Zoria. Not Londonsk, but Lugansk. And uh, I always make that mistake whenever I'm talking about the club. But you joined, of course. Obviously, you'd spent a lot of time in Germany during uh, your youth career and a little bit of time in Holland as well. What attracted you to Zoria? Why, why Zoria, first of all? What attracted you to move to the club back in 2020, wasn't it, when you first moved? When I was young, I moved to Germany when I was 16, and uh, I thought that everything is going top and I can be, I can reach this level of Bundesliga. Uh, but somehow, with some difficulties, with, I don't know, with adaptation, um, some injuries problems, and then... You realize you're 19, 20, and you're not in a so top level, or, or no, no, you're just unlucky, uh, unlucky, and not so not so top, top, top level, you know. And then I had to find my ways, and I knew that maybe one day I will play Europa League or something, whatever. It was a, it was always my dream, and uh, I just understand that I have to find different way. Then I moved from Germany to to the Holland second division. I tried there my best. Um, it was, I would say, it was a successful year because I can learn a lot. And uh, and then I moved to Latvia for half a year. Probably it was after this. And um, after this time in Latvia for half a year, the rest of the season in winter, I was, I I could I could still play in Latvia. But for me, it was like a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit strange to stay. You know, when I was young, I went from Latvia to play abroad. And to reach the top level, and now after six years, I came back to Latvia, and I was like, mm-hmm, "Is this the is this the end of my way or whatever?" 
And then Zora called me. And I was really surprised because at the moment Zora played uh, amazing football. They were really good. They were second, third. Uh, they played, uh, they won one time against Dinamo. And then I start to check the results. And then in winter it happened. And I went to Zora Gulogansk. And for me, this was for sure the golden moment. And then, yeah, I just had to grab my chance. That's great. What were your first impressions when you got to the club? Was there anything that surprised you in particular? Or was there anything that really impressed you when you first arrived? I'm, I, you know, uh, Zoria Lugansk is based not in Lugansk. They are basing in Zaporozhye. And when I arrive in Zaporozhye, it's this. It's also you have to understand the city. It's like everything is old, uh, you know, not not so nice and uh, a little bit dirty and the stuff like this. And it's still winter. And in Ukraine, winter is really cold. You have to understand it's minus ten, minus fifteen, snowy. And uh, I arrived just to training. I remember myself with 13th of January. It's really cold. I, and, and this, this temperature, this snow, the, the team trains on snow, this, this was for me like a little bit crazy. You know, still uh, the ground was snowy and nobody cleaned the pitch from snow, but we just trained on the snow like I made when I was 12 or something. <laughs> And the, this first impressions was really like, what is this? Like, I'm, I'm really in the club, which right bit uh, they they won against uh, Shakhtar this year, or where where I am. And yeah, then we went to Turkey, and everything was good. And then we have our, uh, you know, our sessions there preseason. But this first impressions was really crazy for me. Yeah. So Andres, you've got connections to Ukraine, haven't you? So even though you joined Zoria, it wasn't just completely out of the blue. You've got some famous connections, if you can even say, um, with Ihor Tsahanek, famous, well-known Ukrainian uh, sports broadcaster journalist. Is mm-hmm. your cousin or uncle? Am I right? He's my uncle, but in, in Russian we say like in in third position i, I don't know uh, how to yeah. explain you like yeah you know, yeah so he's like your second cousin that sort of vibe. Um, third, i always say third, even, third you know because it's still still so yes in my not my grandfather but over over you know so it's yeah yes. but still 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 somebody yes from the family that's interesting so in general what are your actual connections to ukraine then close family maybe your father mother what's the What's the connection? Had you been to Ukraine before you came with Zoria? What's the what's the situation? All my family, I would say, uh, are from Ukraine, and this is the the point. And uh, uh, this Igor, uh, this man, he is a part of my family from my father, from my father's side. My father, so my grandpa, so my father's father, he was not in such a good connections. They had some struggling, they had some conflict there, and uh, they stopped the connection. And so, uh, and this Igor, he wrote me in Twitter when I scored against uh, uh, Manchester United in uh, UEFA Youth Champions League, or how it calls for Leverkusen. He wrote to me, hey, I'm your uncle. Nice to hear from you. Like, great goal. (laughs) Keep doing. I was like, who is this guy? You know, like, I asked my father, do you know some Igor from Ukraine? He told me, yeah, you have a relation, some, yeah, some uncle, uncle, grandma, you, you have there some from our side of family. And I was like, okay, interesting. But on this point, we just stopped our, 
he just wrote me some message and that's it. I asked my father, what is the problem? He explained it was a big conflict. I was okay, no problem. Right? And then four or five years later, I received a contract from Zoria. I had to find, uh, of course, the number of Igor uh, Tsiganek. And of course, I had to call him and ask him, tell me, please, the situation about uh, Ukraine. <laughs> I'm coming soon. And he was like, wow, great. <laughs> I will call there. I will call there. I will call there. No problem. <laughs> Everybody going to know now about, about, uh, about us. And I was like, nice to have you, <laughs> you know. And yeah, and yeah, we start, to, we start to chat more and more and more. We meet each other f- several times in Kyiv. And uh, my parents, uh, even uh, they have been in a wedding of his sister so oh, nice. uh, Re- reconciliation so family yes. back friends again no yes back, yes yes this is this is the yes, wonderful is, role of really football good. the wonderful role of football <laughs> hey? yeah, sometimes, sometimes football plays a big role yes this too. amazing nice oh that's that's great to hear that really is well oh, yeah. i'm going to bring it back to zoria obviously it was a fantastic run in the following the covid break and the running at the end of the season it was an exciting finish to that season and the following season again the team was really strong you know for us on the outside when we look at your former coach Skripnik there he seems a fantastic coach what was it, what was it like working under him i cannot uh, describe him in one word it's going to be very difficult. He's really, he impressed me with his, he was so quiet. He was so clever. He could understand each player, what he's thinking, how he feels himself. He doesn't need this data, you know, this GPS, GPS or something. He just has to have some conversation with you and he would understand, okay, this player is tired. This player is not uh, ready. This player is not focused or or whatever. And uh, his philosophy was always to make a team, not uh, to build uh, several players, then grow and sell. It was always for him. And he told us every time in dressing room that our success is our team, our dressing room. If in dressing room you're for each other on the pitch, never the problem. And uh, he, gave, he gave me a lot of chances. He gave me so many opportunities and I just can be thankful for this. And I tried to pay him back with my games, with my uh, performance. And uh, yeah, incredible person and incredible coach. Just following that, uh, Viktor Skripnik has got history in the Bundesliga. Obviously, he was at Werder Bremen for a long time. He was in the youth academy system there with the coaching. When you were, well, being managed by him, did you see many similarities to when you were maybe at Leverkusen and at Schalke to the tactics, the way he speaks to players? It's it's not about the tactic, it's about mentality. He, he didn't feel, I think he didn't feel himself like a Ukrainian man anymore <laughs> no he, he's a ukrainian man of course obviously but but adopted uh, german yes because he spent his uh, i think he spent 20 years or and still living in germany so i think uh, he built his family also there and but so he he's already like a german and he also likes players uh, which built also in germany and this is was his also 
the main point why he took me because he knew that I can adapt to his mentality faster than Ukrainian player. And uh, yeah, maybe it was not this case because he started to play with Diamond and with Diamond to play for me was a little bit difficult because I'm no more winger or midfield player left or right. And for me to play in central, it was something new. But uh, yeah, I still couldn't understand his philosophy. I can, I, I could, I could make, it was not difficult for me to adapt. So, and this was his point of view. He didn't speak uh, a lot with me on the first times, on the first meetings or whatever. He just, when I came, he just say, oh, nice to meet you. Uh, good luck. And it was his first words, but I didn't need something more because I knew that the coach in Germany, he doesn't spend the time with the players speaking, 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 you know, and having conversations. And uh, yeah, so for me, it wasn't so difficult. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. I mean, just following up on that then, is that probably a reason why Vladlin Yurchenkov was such an influential player under, under Skripnik as well? You, you German boys very much uh, excelling. Yeah, and... Um, you know, Vladlen, if you see some, uh, if you would go in YouTube and uh, try to find uh, Viktor Skripnik's interviews, there talk about Yurchenko and uh, the journalist asked him about the time in Werder Bremen, why he didn't took Yurchenko in Werder Bremen. And he say, you know, at that time, sometimes it's difficult to take players, Ukrainian, blah, blah, blah. But now Viktor, and he wanted this player. He knew his qualities. He knew that he was also five years in Germany. He knew that he knows his philosophy. And so for Vladlen, it was not a problem to, to come back because Vladlen knew that, um, <laughs> of course, Viktor Skripting is a huge coach. You cannot be named the best coach in Bundesliga for, for a year if you are not really good, you know. And um, yeah, and he easily come to... He didn't want to come back to Ukraine as me, for example, to Latvia. He didn't want to make it, but when Skripnik said to him, listen, I need you, he said, okay, not a problem at all. I will come. I'll do my best. And Skripnik gave him everything. He just said, hey, you can rebuild yourself. Try it and make it. And I think Yurchenko was, <laughs> if you see the games, I think Yurchenko was also a main, main, main man in our system and our way to play. Definitely. So I have to ask you, Andre, uh, obviously Zoria, they, their recruitment, they bring players in from all over the world with Brazilians, Iranians, they're doing rather well over the last season or so. I mean, what is the process of adaptation like when, when players move to the club? Obviously, I imagine for you, it was a little bit easier speaking Russian, but how does the club help you settle in? And when we look at the outside, we see great sort of unity between the players. What do the players do to help new players settle into the club as well? <laughs> you cannot record this, uh, what I would say to you. So uh, this, is, this is just just no comments. <laughs> no, I, I will tell you. I will tell you. It's not a problem. I will tell you. Uh, how I said to you before, when the scripting came, uh, you say to the team, you have to be all together, stuff like this. Like, I mean, a lot of coaches saying to their players. But... Uh, in this team, you can find a lot of character players. And uh, for them, it's, they wanted that the players also adapt faster because they knew that the players uh, which came to the team also have qualities and they saw it. So the players, has to ha the players have to help 
to another players who came to the new players to be open. So they opened themselves. They, <laughs> we went to the restaurant, for example, together. We, we have a couple of beers. I don't know. And uh, you just uh, under this under this uh, family behavior, you you're getting closer to each other. It doesn't matter if he speaks English or he doesn't speak English. You just see his eyes. You just see see his quality on the pitch, and for you, it's why you should be. We say bastard, but why you should be bad for him if he's also good for you? If mm-hmm. he doesn't even speak English, you mean you understand what I mean? Yeah, clearly. Yeah, clear, yeah. I, I, yeah. Sorry for my English, but I try to explain as much as I can. So this uh, these qualities from the players in the team. Uh, were longer there in this team. They're thanking players to them. They are hugging players. They're not pushing them back. You know, so they are saying to them, it's not a problem. Just be open and we will be open also for you. There is no problem about this. And that's how, and uh, you can see now Iranian players, they are doing fantastic in the in this club. You know, this Brazilian player, he's also maybe first half a year for him was difficult for Juninho. But then, you know, started to play, started to show himself and started to be good, you know, and because the players always open, you just have to be also open to them and then everything's going to be fantastic. Oh, that's great to hear. You could really sense it at being, you know, on the sidelines, following it like we do here. You could you could see the, the buzz around the club. One of my probably biggest memories is from the game at the end of the... 2019-2020 season against Desna when all of the when the team drew and finished third and took the group stage mm-hmm. and the celebrations after that with all the substitutes coming on to the pitch and just the whole vibe around the club there was some great unity what were the emotions like during that week you know with the game in Kiev against Dinamo and then the game against Desna, what was it like around the club at that time when Champions League was so close mm-hmm. and, the, and the relief of the, the Europa League? We knew that everything was so close and we knew that we, we spoke every day in the dressing room about that we can hear in our stadium in Zaporozhye a, a hymn, a hymn of yeah. Champions League. Yeah, and this music you would like to see, you would like to hear in every stadium. So, if it, if it also a quali- qualified round, it doesn't matter. You just want to be a part of of this. Every football player is dreaming, of course, to play in Champions League. So, always all humors, all 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 everything we put on this, we would like to, we want to, and we we must to. We knew that uh, Dinamo isn't in a good shape and uh, we knew that we have to force them in uh, in in Kiev we flew to Kiev and we were ready to beat them we even started very good we scored the first goal and then something i don't know maybe it was too much pressure maybe we were we weren't ready for playing in champions league you know and then they scored one goal, it was 1-1. And then somehow our style of the game changed. And Dinamo started to play better and better and better. And we finished the game 3-1 down. And we flew back home with the thing, okay, 
now we can also be the fourth and stay without the group stage, even Europa League group stage. So for us, it was really a roller coaster week. <laughs> and then we faced Desna at home, shaking knees, but every player in the team says, like, we have to do this for the club. Also for ourselves, of course, but also for this, for this club. You know that uh, if you are in the group stage, the club receives money and stuff like this. And we can still still leave because it's not only about the players and the staff. It's also about the players, uh, about the people who are around this club. People who are working in the academy, people who are working in uh, offices. And we wanted to, to have this group stage also for them because it was... Very important. And uh, we start the game. I think we were 1-0 down. No, we were not leading this game. And when Hamchinovsky scored this incredible goal with his left foot, when he he's right-footed player and he scored with left foot, of course, even I, I just ran to the pitch, celebrated there with him. I was on the bench. And for me, it was like, you know, I could feel that these players are really men. They are not... Mm. But not boys or something, but I'm in a really man team. And uh, I was, I, did, I didn't play this game, but I was uh, very proud of, the, of my teammates. You know, sometimes as a player on the bench, you're, you're jealous that you're not playing. You would like that somebody, I don't know, you, you want to be on the pitch and stuff like this. But even in this team, I understood and I learned a lot that even from the bench, you can help a lot just not just not coming in just be on the bench show good behavior uh, be positive and knew that you are also part of this incredible team incredible players and these emotions after the game uh, we celebrated there the the fans we couldn't play with fans the, so the fans were behind the stadium they start to scream that dinamo is losing against kavalivka in kavalivka so for us means if we win this game, we're in Champions League. And it was minute 80 or something, uh, almost to the end of the game. And uh, some players in the, on the pitch understood that if we win, we're in Champions League. But, you know, this is, this is the point. Do you want to have this or do you want to risk and lose everything? And this is what it was the mm -hmm. point. Also, I think it was also the point. The Skripnik didn't tell that players hey, run forward who have to score a goal to be in Champions League qualification. He knew it's 1 1, maybe we will have a corner or whatever, and we can score. But it was also a difficult game for us. Desna wanted to win against us to be in group stage. And yeah, we just, we just make the game, we just finish our target. We, we finished third and we, <laughs> we drove to celebrate in Zaporozhye. <laughs> of course. Uh, Big celebration. was. And of course, Europa League last season, wasn't it, Andrew? Yeah, no. Uh, so, well, you got to the Europa League and you can say that the second season that from when you joined Zodia was your breakthrough, the big season for you, when you were playing a lot more in the starting lineups. How was that Europa League campaign for you? It was probably your first proper European football. We spoke to a few English commentators that came onto our podcasts when we were doing the previews and stuff, and they were very impressed 
by your performances in particular they told us they were like oh wow to Hanex he's very lively wing back when you were playing you know what are your memories of of that campaign and in particular maybe that Leicester win the historic one now I have to also be a little bit open and and uh, so listen, uh, when I came to Zoria, I was more winger position, attacking player. And uh, Skripnik played with Diamond in the middle. And there were not a lot of space there to play because Kachurgin made it really good. We had uh, Vladimir Yurchenko, who played also number 8 or 10. Lednev. So those players who are right now at that moment, they were really good. So you can, and uh, we had also Michalichenko on the left back with the uh, joint on the left after this season. So the first half of the season, uh, my being there, was really tough. But I had to adapt on this. I understood it's it's a great team, third place. We could be fighting for the second one, but okay, no problem. And then we had the summer break and um, I came back to Zoria in summer and I understood that different positions are open and I can, I can definitely grab this chance. But uh, from the first days, I didn't receive this belief, you know, from the coach or we started to sign some different players on the left back position because um, I trained always uh, as a left back in the team because we had only Mikhailchenko on the left back. And uh, then first game, second game, friendly games, I didn't play or play less. And then I asked coach, coach, can I play? Like, I understand everything. You have several players. Just give me one chance in a friendly game. It, it doesn't cost you something. I just want to show you that I also, I'm also available. Then I play. I, I didn't play so bad. It was quite good game I didn't score I didn't assist nothing but I started to improve in the training I started to I didn't want to make a lot of mistakes make like a defender you know like good passes good crosses join forward what the coach wanted from me I was always asking what should I do better I stayed after the training I, I did my best and then we started the first two rounds in the Ukrainian league not so good with two defeats and these two games, I didn't play. And then third game came, and we faced uh, at home Shakhtar Donetsk. And, uh, you know, the whole week, I knew that the trainer, that the coach, will, will, will this is this is mentality of the German coach. He will push you and say, okay, <laughs> you wanted this chance? <laughs> Let's go against <laughs> Shakhtar Donetsk. No problem. What, what is the problem? Do you want to play? <laughs> if you want to play, then show something. And then we play draw, 2-2. And it was uh, quite good game from me and from our team as well because to play draw again against Shakhtar, it's uh, not so easy. And, uh, and then after this, everything changed, you know. <laughs> then I start to play more, more, more and more. And then we, when Europa League came, great games, some good games I had. So, of course, some difficulties still on this left back position because you, you're not you're not built as a left back, and it, it was quite difficult to to understand. But then I 
understood that I have to do more duels. I have to be more aggressive. I have to do this. I have to improve in this. And yeah, so I, I was really, I was really happy that I could even play on this level. I was really fantastic. So I just, you know, as I remember this time going through these old difficulties, but great time, great time in Zoria for sure. Uh, the Latvian Zinchenko. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. They also started to make those jokes also, like Zinchenko, Latvian Zinchenko, Zinchenko, Zina, Zina. But, you, you know, uh, completely different levels and uh, it's <laughs> difficult, to, uh, difficult to explain. Uh, <clears throat> and Skripnik is the Ukrainian pep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, they called me more Marcelo, but not Zinchenko. They called me Marcelo. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. But with a, with, a, with a big with a big joke there behind, but still still Marcelo. They're still calling me Marcelo. So when I call somebody, they say, "Well, Marcelo, how are how are you?" The top uh, stuff, amazing. Brilliant. Mm, yeah. Well, now that we know, so Marcelo, you've got to tell us. Um, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you mentioned there, uh, Kochigin was playing really well at that stage and Lednev before. Who were the players that really stood out to you on the team? Who were the ones that you saw in training, having played with on the pitch, who you think can go to that next level, can go to one of the big clubs, go and play in one of the big leagues? From your your experience, is there uh, anyone in the team? Yeah, for sure. I think I think those two Iranian players they can reach they can reach what they want in this uh, in this life. Especially uh, Alakhyar said Manesh is you know his speed, his ability on the ball, his strength in the feet, and uh, I and he's very very intelligent player. I was really impressed because he's also open. He's friendly. He he doesn't speak Russian or Ukrainian. He speaks only English. And his and his language. So you know the conversation with him was always because at the beginning he didn't play also a lot, and I I spoke with him. I told him, listen, it's 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 a part of the it's a part of the life. And with this age, he already knew it that some difficulties can come and you have to go through it. So and now he's doing fantastic. He's I would say he's also one of the leaders of the team, and you cannot imagine. Uh, Zoria without Alakia, but they have to probably because after this time he would go back to Fenerbahce. And um, you know, now at the moment, I would say also not not now in this team. What I played, I would say that uh, Nikola Vasil was uh, the, the mm-hmm. goalkeeper who made also a fantastic save then uh, against uh, Leicester at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is also now playing in the second division of Bundesliga in San Paulo. So he, he can he can reach also more. He is now Bosnia Herzegovina national team player. I, I definitely think that he might be a Bundesliga player one day for sure. With the way San Paulo is doing this season, it could be very soon as, as well. It could could be very soon. Yes, I hope that they will promote and. Uh, he will be their first goal, first goalkeeper. I, I hope so because he deserves and his qualities are amazing. Yeah, there there are definitely more players. They are old. I would say you know if Hamchinovsky is five years younger, <laughs> four or five years younger, he would also play a fantastic level. He's now 
he's now doing well. He's playing left back, right back, central midfielder, attacking midfielder, striker. He played every position, but not central back and goalkeeper, you know. So <laughs> I'm also I'm also doing something like this here in Slovakia and playing different positions all the time. And it means also not about only him. It means also about the coach because mm-hmm. the coach can good explain to the player what he has to do and to do good. So, yeah, I would say, yeah, those those two, three players can be. Sounds pretty cool. So if we just, I like asking this question to maybe players that have come from abroad that come to Ukraine. You already mentioned that you were training in the snow when you arrived. But have you got a crazy story for us to tell about your time at Zoria that you're allowed to say? Typical, where would I would never experience this anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I would say you have to stop the recording this again. And then I can I can explain, I can I can I can tell more you more 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 stories about it because uh, to be honest, this this team and this <laughs> this collective they're on a different level, completely different level what I have had till now. Because also a national team, you know, we have our squad there, 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 there. But these these people, these these guys, they're something <laughs> completely different. I would say to you just only one thing that uh, I I was I played in uh, Leverkusen uh, with one guy with Joel Labuhana. So he was also player in Zoria Lugans at that time. And I when I joined, we were brothers. We lived in one house together in one guest family you have to imagine and then uh, then we we split each other like for two three years and then we met again each other and when i came there to uh, zaporizhia i came to his flat not to a hotel or whatever i just came he said to me hey listen brother you can come to me i have enough place <laughs> where you can sleep you can sleep even on the on the on my on my bed i will sleep on the ground it's no problem so just come to me we'll we'll have good uh, good time and uh, this this also i think helped me a lot to adapt because this guy was there and we could speak every day and main stories are always with him and but it's di- difficult to explain you know this <laughs> uh, this is always known camera <laughs> situations <laughs> Uh, the, those nights with the team when you spend um, this is this is um, the most interesting thing when I came uh, for the first time we met each other in uh, in the restaurant for the first time the new players <clears throat> have to pay for a dinner you know and uh, all players came with wives kids <laughs> so <laughs> you know and you have to prepare money a little bit so Ukraine is not so so expensive country to spend the money but even then and we came and players uh, order crafts they order uh, they order some alcohol that is really expensive but they don't drink it or <laughs> they don't eat crafts they just order it because it's funny for them they think it's funny but it's not funny for us who has to pay for example and uh, you know it's always Ukraine they like to sing karaoke and uh, you go to karaoke and you think, hey, this, ca- this guy cannot sing. Why, why he's taking micro and start to sing? What, what is the problem? And then he started to sing like you think, what is this? Why he's playing football? 
you know, he could go and be a raper or whatever. <laughs> so we we have a lot a lot of different stories, but you know, I, I cannot like mention any of, any of them right now. So I, that makes I sense. That's fair you, enough. I just I just give, give you some some for um, illustration. You know, like what you can imagine what we are doing, but it's only one small part of this. I gotta say, you did it very delicately, very well done there. Very well done. <laughs> Diplomatic, yeah. I'm gonna have to make it a little bit more serious. <laughs> Where I sit on the on the sidelines, I'm I'm very excited about some of the younger Ukrainian talents that are coming through at the moment, and I think there's, there's there is some good talented footballers across the league. After your time in Ukraine, what excites you the most about sort of football in the league, or are you are you not as optimistic? about the the talents in ukraine as i am i i was impressed that ukraine is from the ranking what you have from uefa what you receive every year the ukrainian now on top 12 and for me it means a lot because (laughs) the mathematics never lies so this is also the point of mathematics because Mm -hmm. you have Shakhtar and dinamo such a great teams in your uh, league and to these teams, you want you 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 want always hurt them because you're a smaller teams like no, Zori is not smaller team, but I mean like they are under Dynamo and obviously under Dynamo and Shakhtar, but we we would like to hurt them always. And this these teams like Desna, Alexandria, and you can count there a lot of good teams what are doing good in the seasons. And um, Ukraine, for them, for Ukraine, is difficult because, you know, there are a lot of young, talented players, I would say. But not a lot of them are intelligent. They are, they are really good. They are good with the ball, technique, tactic. They understand everything. But they are not such intelligent players, you know. But you can even face now uh, in Shakhtar, they have a lot of young players. In Dynamo, a lot of young players. And those players who are talented and are intelligent, they can reach the level. And this is the point. Uh, because Ukraine is not a poor country if you compare to Europe, you know. But it's still, there are some poorness there. There are not uh, a lot of money there. And when you live, for example, in, not in a big city as London, for example, or Kiev, you live in small, some small city and then you receive first money, big money, 10, 20,000 euros, you start to think, hey, I'm something special here, you know, because they never have this money in their pockets because this is the, this is, this is the big problem. This is social problem in, uh, in, I, I, w- I don't want to go to politics or whatever, but this is, you, you have to understand my point. Yeah. Uh, I, I pr- probably you understand. There is not a lot of academies where the people are coming and t- telling, hey, you have to put your money there, you have to invest there, or you have to do this. What, for example, for us made Leverkusen, we, we had the groups and uh, some uh, people from band came to us and explained to us that you have to, do you know what is action uh, what is uh, what is investment in uh, in flats in houses and stuff like this you know and then you understand what can what can you do with the money for also for the future because if you see also now in ukraine players 
who played uh, whole whole life in Ukraine, they must have a lot of money because in Ukrainian in Ukrainian league you you paid well and before you paid also well, but they have nothing, you know, like they lost everything. On what? This is the question, and how they lost? This is also the question because nobody helping them on this. And uh, I I hope that you got my point. So what I wanted. Education, education, and financial literacy is the main. Uh, I, I would say, for sure. yes, 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 exactly. Very well, Paul. You obviously play at DAC now, who, for people who don't know, is a club in Slovakia, but they have got, I think, predominantly Hungarian minority representation in Slovakia, and it's where Eric Ramirez played before he moved to Dynamo Kiev. Obviously, his mm-hmm. career hasn't taken off just yet in Dynamo, but we're hoping that will. But there is another Ukrainian in your side, am I right? Uh, a under-20 mm. World Cup winner, uh, Danilo mm. Beskorovaini. Are you friends with him? Mm. What's the what's the relationship with him? And how do you rate him as a teammate? Tough, central back, good physicality, good mentality guy. A lot of discipline there behind how he trains, how, how much effort he puts. Um, now it's a little bit difficult for him because uh, he didn't he, he started the season well, he played a lot, but at the moment he he doesn't play, and uh, you can see that he is not as could be a lot of Ukrainian players. What I saw, like they're complaining all the time, what they're not, why they're not playing, uh, they're unfocused. And uh, this guy, he's always focused. He's in the trainings. He's showing his best. He he just wait for his chance, and uh, I I. I can imagine that uh, one day he will receive his chance and he will show his best again. And who knows? Maybe, maybe they will find the find the space for him in national team if he if he moves and shows the best performance. Because I think that uh, he knows also this coach from the national team right now. Of course, they have they they have also quality players there in the central backs position. But you never know. He's good guy. Sometimes we have some several conversations. This is this is also because we speak the same language, and I can understand Ukrainian, so he can speak sometimes Ukrainian with me. So yeah, so it's not a problem at all. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. What are your plans for the next next few seasons? Do you see yourself in Slovakia for the long term, or what is the plan? So I moved here uh, because uh, DSC is uh, is amazing. Uh, to be honest, I didn't know about this club. Nothing before I came here. <laughs> before I receive a uh, receive an email, and uh, when I came here, I was really surprised because this for representation representations, it's unbelievable what they are making here. What the president uh, did for the club that the, he built a new stadium, he built a new academy. Uh, this everything is on top, top, top level. You. I understand that I'm I'm already 24. You can you cannot say young anymore because if you see that Messi won with his 23 years old three Ballon d'Ors, you cannot say that you are with 24 years young. So, but I I am already experienced player and uh, I have some experience behind me and um, national team player. And I moved to DSA still to improve, still to maybe to get these leaderships. You know this this feeling of the leader and to move on. And uh, this I try to bring also in the dressing room with my uh, 
positive, always positive vibes because you have to live the life, you have to enjoy the life, or mm-hmm. the life will, yeah, the, then life enjoys you. This was my point when I came here. I could, I could give, I could go after Zoria. I could, I, I could go in different uh, leagues, much higher than Slovakia. But for me, obviously, it was can I improve there where I go, or will I go down? And for me, it was when I came, I saw it, everything. I saw how the how president, how the sport director <clears throat> speaking with me, what they want from me. And then I saw the team. For me, it was no doubt. I put a signature, I signed for two years. I don't see here myself for a long time because I have a dream, but I have a lot of uh, ways to this dream. And I would like to go through it because football is, is amazing. It's, it's just a game. So easy, but it's amazing. And to live the life of football player, it's it's phenomenal. So I just want to enjoy this and improve every day, improve, improve, and then at the end of the day, I would like if if, if I'm sitting there with thirty five, I would like to see my career, and I will say, okay, he gave everything. So for me, this is this is the point. We wish you the best of luck. We really do. It's been it's been a great journey so far. You've had you've got a lot of stories to tell, and they've been great to listen to. Really good stuff. Thank you so much, Andre, for joining us. For people listening to this at home, if and they want to follow your story a bit more, is there anywhere on social media where they can follow you? Sure, on Instagram, add me and Ciganics. They, if they want, they can put likes, comments. <laughs> brilliant, follow brilliant. Me. <laughs> I say once again from you know from all of us here a, a big thank you for giving us your time this evening it's been really insightful for us Andrew been a great episode I think you'd agree for for new listeners where where the best places for them to follow you on social media yep Zora Londonsk on Instagram and Twitter and of course follow our YouTube channel Ukraine Plus Football for the latest vlogs amongst other content that we put up regularly well that's it for today everyone i say it's been a great episode which we've really enjoyed you can follow me across the social medias as well at ukrafot24 but till next time take care stay safe and goodbye for now head beast, his head beast, his head beast.